Welcome, or welcome back, to Oswald Didn't Do It, a JFK assassination research community podcast with an eye on whatever catches my attention today in regards to the JFK assassination. Today's podcast is a bit of a book review on the 31st of March by Horace Busby, who for 20 years worked as basically a speechwriter slash ideas guy for Lyndon Baines Johnson in Johnson's time in the House of Representatives, the Senate, as the Vice President and the President of the United States. Busby and... Johnson had a <coughs> an interesting relationship. I wouldn't say they were always friends. I wouldn't say they were always on the same page. I didn't I wouldn't say they always um liked each other. But That's the way it goes when you have a 20-year relationship with someone. Sometimes you are at odds with them. Sometimes you think they're not doing the right thing. Sometimes you think they are doing the right thing. That's basically how it works with people. And Busby's book recounts his 20 years of working with Lyndon Baines Johnson in Johnson's different roles in Washington, D.C. And while that doesn't sound like a JFK assassination book, I'm definitely getting to the point where I'm less interested in an article on this person's one specific angle of one specific uh, conspiracy theory. And I'm more interested in learning about the inner workings of the things that were going on in the 50s and the 60s that created the situation that created John Kennedy being assassinated by whoever that was. And it wasn't Oswald. Busby starts talking about how one of the fascinating things about Lyndon Baines Johnson was the Lyndon stories. Johnson was generally at odds with anyone who was in a position of superiority. Um, the ultra-rich generally didn't get along with them people who were born into wealth, didn't really get along with them a whole lot. He was more per Busby about, let's do some things to help the people. Let's do some things to help the people. Having read the book, I'm still not a Lyndon Baines Johnson fan. I have a little bit less angst toward him 
I'm not a fan, but it was a very interesting read. And Busby walked through 20 years of this is who he was to me. And it was quite a bit of, quite a few cases of Busby and Johnson together talking about one specific thing on one specific day, one specific weekend, one specific evening, whatever the situation was. And the title, the 31st of March, refers to when Lyndon Baines Johnson announced that he was not going to run for the presidency in 1968. It was quite a shocker when he announced it, and Busby was a key part, a key catalyst in seeing to it that that came about. And some of you are thinking, okay, well, cool, but what the heck does any of this have to do with the JFK assassination? When I read a book like this, oftentimes I'm trying to expand my depth, expand my breadth on a topic, on a topic. And quite a few people like to read the, I, I, I hear the word echo chamber. I hear the word echo chamber occasionally. I want to hear people say, if they're talking about Lyndon Baines Johnson, I want to hear people talk about specifically Madeline Brown or Mac Wallace or Billy Saul Estes. None of those three were mentioned in this book. Not one time, not any of the three. None of them were. Does that mean that none of those three perhaps might deserve some discussion in a book here or there about Lyndon Baines Johnson? No. There are certain books where talking about Billy Saul Estes would be a large part of the book. Decent chunk, couple of different paragraphs. Maybe a little Malcolm uh, Mac Wallace thrown in. Heck, maybe even a little bit of Madeline Brown. But this wasn't that book. This book was more about how a professional dealt with Lyndon Baines Johnson as an ideas guy, as a writer, and the term bomb thrower was even used. But yes, there is something that mentions, that gets toward, that kind of creeps around the JFK assassination. On a Friday night in Brussels, Johnson was traveling the globe as the vice president and told Horace Busby, hey, Buzz, we should talk. Which had happened numerous times through the years with various different, differing results. And as Busby would note, Johnson had a number of different personalities. Sometimes he was verbal. Sometimes he was very quiet. 
Sometimes he would go into, he would hide, he would disappear. On this instance, Johnson was a bit coy getting to what he was eventually going to talk about. But on this Friday in November of early 1963, Johnson mentioned that he didn't know what his next job was going to be. He didn't know what his next job was going to be because he was probably going to be out of his job very soon. He was probably not going to be the vice president in the next cycle. He probably was not going to be asked to be. And even though Johnson noted that it probably was not John F. Kennedy's job, uh, John F. Kennedy's efforts that were going to create the situation, Kennedy very well might be pushed into having someone else be the vice president for 1964. It appeared, it appeared to Johnson, not to Busby, but to Johnson, that certain people, certain people were sending plenty of journalists to Texas to deeply research pretty much all of Lyndon Johnson's civic career, his civic history, and find out if there was anything that could be found to persuade John Kennedy into not using him as the running mate in 1964. And Johnson and Busby had a lengthy talk on that Friday in Brussels. And the talks of would Johnson be the running mate were going to continue. Johnson knew that. And Johnson was even considering at the meeting in Johnson City on the night of November 22nd, if it might be to the point where Johnson would remove himself from consideration for the vice presidency on his own, beating others to the punch. Johnson knew the seat was getting hot, per Busby's comments, and based on the way the book wrote, based on the way the book read, I have very little reason to argue with what Busby said. Because it was not an it was not a book. It was not a book on hit pieces on this person or that person. Hatred, vitriol toward this person or that person. It was this is what we talked about, this is what we did, this is how we did things. These were some of the discussions we had. These were some of the high points. These were some of the scary points. And 
This was one of them. This was one of those deep discussions that Johnson was slow to bring up. And when he was done talking about it, the discussion was finished. There was no more talk of it. So, the talks continued, and Busby, as well as others in JFK's um, entourage, did the research, they did the sourcing, and it was generally from people who were among LBJ's enemies. Remember how I was talking about he didn't really like the ultra-rich? Some of it was the ultra-rich. He didn't like the people who were entitled. Some of it was the entitled people. There were plenty of people who did not like LBJ. There were many people on JFK's entourage that Johnson didn't much approve of. But Johnson was not going to speak out against the president. He wasn't going to, and it wasn't going to happen. That was not a possibility. So, were there reporters in Texas doing research on Billy Saul Estes, on Mac Wallace, on Madeline Brown, on whoever the heck else? All the possible dirty dealings he'd done through the years. And there had been a couple. There had been a few things that, you know, he was fast and loose with a couple of things. If Lyndon Baines Johnson is telling Busby that people are out to get him and he's been contacting his office every day that week getting more updates on people being out to get him, it's very possible people were out to get him. So what it ends up being... <coughs> What it ends up being is much like many of the conspiracy theories. There's smoke. There might even be fire. But there's not a lot of proof. There's not a lot of proof. There isn't that one person who says, yes, it was me who was writing these articles. Yes, I was sent down to Dallas, I was sent down, no, was it Dallas, Austin, I was sent down to Austin to do some research on JFK, on LBJ's history, so I could embarrass, nobody, nobody had, nobody's copying to that, nobody's owning that, that I know of. Like with a bunch of other things with the JFK conspiracy case. There's a little bit of this, some of that, one of these over there. But things don't necessarily directly line up. So what you end up having is more incidental information. And if you have someone who you're trying to convince 
that the single bullet theory is garbage. This isn't going to change their mind. This isn't going to change their mind. Nonetheless, the 31st of March is a nice read. Much like The Girl on the Stairs, it is generally a light read. A lot of JFK books are tomes that are very deep in detail regarding... Oh, Warren Commission testimony or um, things that were going on internationally or Oswald's trip throughout the globe and a whole bunch of sourcing. This book has no bibliography. It's a book. It's a story with a whole lot of quotes and a whole lot of stories. It might not be for you. I'm glad I read it, though. I made about five or six different note cards, and they will go in my LBJ section of my incoming um, notebook. uh, Spit it out. Um, Box for note cards. Um... I enjoyed it. It was a very nice read. Reads rather quickly, 250 pages long. He discusses the day of the assassination. And really doesn't do a whole lot of assessing anything along the lines of Most of the conspiracy books. If, though, you want to understand the Kennedy assassination, if you want to truly understand the Kennedy assassination, you should understand Russia. You should understand Cuba. You should understand New Orleans. You should understand Mexico City. You should understand the mob, Chicago, Dallas, which also includes New Orleans, Miami. You should understand John Fitzgerald Kennedy. You should understand people who did research. Weisberg, Mahar, Penn Jones. You should understand people who did the basic research. You should understand the basics of a lot of the arguments. You should understand the Warren Commission. And you should probably better understand Lyndon Baines Johnson. Remember I said echo chamber back a while ago? An echo chamber is where all you're hearing is the same exact information. When you hear exactly the same information, when you hear exactly the same information from the sixth or seventh person, it's not going to make that much difference because you've already made your mind up. 
you're living in an echo chamber. All you're looking for is people who will say exactly what you've already wanted to hear. To understand the JFK assassination, there are a number of different angles you should better understand. One of them is Lyndon Baines Johnson. And Lyndon Baines Johnson is not totally and completely summarized by Billy Saul Estes, Mac Wallace, and Madeline Brown. Reading some articles from people who actually spent time with Lyndon Baines Johnson is probably a good thing to do if you want to have a properly balanced JFK library. And that's not to say that you shouldn't have a really good book or two detailing the Billy Saul Estes scandal, if that's something that fascinates you. But if you have the book or two discussing the Billy Saul Estes scandal, you're probably good there. You're probably good there. What you might want to have is a book or two on people who actually knew Johnson as a congressman, as a senator, as a vice president, and as a president. Knowledge of different angles, knowledge of different things is often useful when you're trying to figure out, when you're, dare I say, trying to master the field. To properly know the JFK universe, there's probably what? 600, 700, 900 names you have to know? Seriously, there's a whole lot of names you have to know. And if all the names you're looking for if all the names you're looking for are the ones who are pointing accusatorially at your favorite villain, whoever your favorite villain is, you might not be doing it right. You might not be doing it right. I'm not saying you should go out and buy... Vincent Bugliosi's book. This one here was 250 pages, not 900. It's an easy read. Didn't get me really very angry at all. If you want to learn more about the JFK assassination, take time out. Lyndon Johnson would quite often just go silent, go completely silent for minutes at a time in a discussion with Busby. Five minutes, says nothing. Busby would just let him not talk. Then after a while, when Johnson had rototilled through what he was mentally running through, he would ask a question or make a comment. 
Sometimes if we're trying to figure out the JFK latest, instead of rereading for the 14th time that article on the magic bullet or on whatever the topic is, go wider, go deeper. Read about something that you're not totally familiar with that you're not already totally, completely in grasp of. For me, I don't remember where I ran into somebody talking about the nuts and bolts part of the Brussels Friday night. That was why I bought the book. I got the book because I wanted to read the stuff on Brussels on Friday night. The 250 pages as probably, oh, I don't know, 25, 30 pages. And I learned a lot. But I also learned other things along the way. If you're going to know about the JFK assassination, you should probably know more about Lyndon Baines Johnson than just the Billy Saul Estes, the Mac Wallace, the Madeline Brown, and all the other similar stuff. I use those three names. There are a number of others. Johnson was a complicated dude. There were things he wanted to do. There were things he wanted to get done. He was a different person as a congressman, as a senator, as a vice president and a president. He was a different person as he matured. The 31st of March is a really good book. And one of the things that makes it such a nice book is... Since it's not very big and it's not very high demand, you can probably get it for pretty cheap. One of the things I've been doing recently is I like the $25 uh, free shipping on Amazon. Like that quite a bit. Because if I'm getting a book... Very rarely do I need it tomorrow. I just really don't need a book tomorrow. I really don't. Because as of right now, I have, I think, five books on my shelf on the JFK assassination I should be reading. Three or four of them I've already started on. But I still haven't finished them. You know, read this, read that, read a little bit of this, read this. Oh, I think I'm going to read this one to the end. Then go back. Okay, now let's go. Now let's uh, read some more of... um accomplices after the fact, or whatever. Have one due in the mail today. With a book like the 31st of March. Look it up on Amazon. See where you can get it for cheap. I was fully expecting to get a cheap paperback version of 
the 31st of March. That would have been perfectly fine with me. I'd have been completely glad with that. But as I was at the point where I was already doing some ordering anyway, I noticed that I could get a new hardcover of the 31st of March for, I'm not sure how this worked, but the hardcover was cheaper than the paperback. So I settled for the hardcover. I recommend the book, but more so than recommending the book, if you are actually a student of the JFK assassination. If you're not, that's fine. That's fine. If you are a fan of one specific angle of the case, more power to you. If you are a specific fan of one specific um, theory of how it was done, more power to you. But if you want to be a better student of the assassination, a better student of the assassination, what is that one thing that you just haven't figured out yet? That one thing that, you know, this would be kind of cool, but I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I'm too dense. I haven't figured it out yet. That's where I am. That's where I am. The JFK assassination has pretty much entirely sucked me in numerous times in my life. Probably to my own detriment. But there you go. It's where I am. If I'm going to be there, if I'm going to know, if I'm going to understand, there are things I should grasp better. And there are a number of different angles for me that I need to know better, a lot of which are based outside of the U.S. Vietnam policy, Cuba policy, Mexico City, stuff like that. Russia, Oswald in Russia. And if I can find well-written books that help explain some of the question marks that I still have, then I'll be better off. And as I read Peter Dale Scott, Larry Hancock, when I read more about the deep state, when I read more about any Cuban, uh, any Castro Cubans, when I read more about the things that I'm not so certain of when people have contemporary podcasts and they bring up that name that name that 14 months ago I had no idea who they were and I'm to the point where oh I almost know that one I almost know that one it's a sign that I'm getting closer Your JFK library could 
be complete without Howard Busby's the 31st of March. It could be. However, if you want to hear the discussion between Busby and Johnson on the Friday in Brussels, it's probably best to get it out of the book. It's probably best to get it out of the book And if you value knowledge of Lyndon Baines Johnson, you should probably get that information. I know it's horrible to say, consider getting the book, because for a long time, a long time, I have completely balked at buying books because I don't want to spend money on this. I don't want to spend money on that. I don't want to spend money on this. I'm going to have to buy all the books. But you don't have to buy all the books. What is it that interests you about the case? And what are the things, what are the complete blind spots in the JFK assassination community you what are those complete blind spots that you need to educate yourself on mix and match your reading get some books on people you should know about lbj curtis lemay get some books from people who were fantastic at doing research Listen to some old stuff from May Brussels or whatever works for you. But if there's something in the case, some angle of the case that I should probably know a little bit more about this. Find a good book on Amazon. Find a good book on Amazon. Find it used in paperback. And get it shipped. I hear about people talking about how expensive shipping is. And in many cases it probably is. But I'm finding that quite a few, quite a few, quite a few, quite a few nationwide bookstores are more than happy to send you a paperback book for six or seven bucks, including shipping. Because then they get paid for getting it off their shelf. And if there's a book that you're interested in, if there's a book that's going to make you more aware of what's going on in the JFK universe, or frankly, whatever it is that interests you, seriously consider it. Seriously, seriously consider it. I have an Oswald book hitting my post off, uh, hitting my um, mailbox today. Because there are enough things about Oswald that a JFK student ought to know about, I should probably have at least one more book on Oswald and somebody who has written articles, etc., 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 specified the book I'm getting 
That's kind of essential. Do the research. What is it about the JFK case that you don't really know about? Instead of pouring over the same conspiracy angle, every time, every time, every time, every time, lengthen. Add length, add depth, add breadth to your research and find out something about a person in the case that isn't written in a vindictive fashion. That's not... Read a book on LBJ that doesn't start with LBJ should be drawn and quartered. Read a book on... Whichever person interests you, it's going to actually educate you more on what that person was like as a human being. Not as a conspirator, just as a human being. There are so many angles of this case, and so many of us disregard the basics. We disregard the basics because we want to be as quick as humanly possible, cat quick, to argue up this conspiracy theory or that. Learn more. Learn more about intelligence agencies. Learn more about New Orleans. For Dorothy Kilgallen went as soon as she was done interviewing Jack Ruby. Learn more here and there about Mexico City. Not to push this angle or that angle, but to know more. Learn more about the Warren Commission. Some of what was done by the Warren Commission was actually tolerable. Some of it wasn't, but some of it was. The 31st of March is a nice steps along the way getting to know a bit more about Lyndon Baines Johnson. (laughs) And this podcast episode has taken almost as long as the book. Um... If you're a student of the case, be a student. Learn more. Learn more to learn more. Don't learn more to argue better. Learn more to learn more. And then at some point, perhaps, maybe you'll get to a point where, hmm, hadn't even thought of that angle yet. If you can start getting to that point without somebody pointing you in that direction, then you're dangerous. Seriously, consider getting the book. And if you're not going to get that book, find something on Amazon. Run up your own wish list and try to find something that will expand your horizons. Because if we just keep running down the same old angle of it was a shot from the knoll, it was a shot from the knoll, it was a shot from the knoll, 
There are so many more, so many more angles that probably ought to be explored. And if we can better explore the angles that we're not familiar with, a funny little May Brussel trick is going to show up on you eventually. May Brussel would do research on what she was reading in the newspaper that day, that week. And she would tie what she was reading from the newspaper that day, that week, into stuff that happened before. So eventually, if you do enough research, read enough articles from intelligent writers, books that get rather good reviews on Amazon, you'll probably add more information on whatever topic it is you're looking to, into. Let's take the Bay of Pigs. I don't know if you're an expert in the Bay of Pigs or not. I'm not. I've heard people talk about it. I know the basics. Yeah, there's a blockade. Yeah, uh, Kennedy and Khrushchev talked and... People got pissed off and da 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 whatever. But really, I haven't had a good book reading on the Cuban Missile Crisis. So I should read one. Whatever your weakness is, look into it. Doesn't mean you have to run away from your favorite ideas on who might have done it, who could have done it, who should have done it, who ought to be considered a conspirator after the fact. But if you learn more about the basics, then at the very, very least, you should learn a little bit more about the basics, which ought to be part of the goal. 31st of March. Get it. It's not going to break you up. I think I got it for about six bucks delivered. Hardcover, too. Find the books that are going to educate you on stuff that you didn't already know. The stuff that you already know, you probably don't need a 14th book on your shelf about that. If there's something inside a book that's actually going to educate you, that's going to make for a nice little soundbite on your podcast, that you're going to jot down onto a note card, by all means, get it. Learning more ought to be a goal. Perhaps not the goal, but a goal. A goal ought to be, I am more educated on this case than I was a year ago, because this case is important to me. You're not going to convince that conspiracy, that uh, lone nutter. You're not going to convince that lone nutter. You're not. If they've decided on their own, I'm going to go with the official story. That's fine. They're going to do that. Go right ahead. They're entitled to it. You can stand up to them. You can have an argument or two, but you're not going to change your mind. 
any more than they're going to change yours. A couple days ago, I had somebody telling me I should read Reclaiming Parkland by Bugliosi. I didn't handle it properly. I didn't. Um, but then I hadn't read this book yet. This book didn't tell me how to respond to him differently. But the goal ought to be have a wide enough knowledge, a wide enough depth of knowledge, wide enough breadth of knowledge that you have a better handle on pretty much everything that's going on with the case. Try to make it fun. And this book is light. This book is light. It's not one of those like uh, Harvey and Lee from John, John Armstrong, where it's big and thick and heavy and you have to read paragraphs six times before you get them right. Um, that's not what it is. Check it out. Put it on your list. Next time you're ordering something from Amazon, check to see how cheaply you can get Busby's the 31st of March on Amazon from a used bookstore or new. Either or. And add it to your library. It won't be your number one go-to. It won't be your number one go-to. But when you want to know what happened that Friday night in Brussels, when you want to know what happened that Friday night in Brussels, the best way to do that is to get it in the words of both President Johnson and Horace Busby. That's what the book's for. There's other stuff. But largely for the JFK student, it comes down to the Friday night in Brussels. And when you have when you get to the Friday night in Brussels, whatever it is that you use for note taking, be ready. You probably should have taken some notes before then. But when you get to the Friday night in Brussels, you're going to want to take some notes then. In whatever method it is that you choose to do. Check the book out. And I do apologize for this being a long, longer podcast than usual. But I think it's worth it. I think, I think the lengthy podcast is worth it. I think the book is worth it. If you care about the assassination... You should know the main characters. And adding Busby to your list is worth the effort. Thanks for stopping by.